following takes place between 8 a.m. and 9 a.m. Hammer time! Are you a homeowner who is dangerous with tools? Do you start a project and never finish it? Because no. frustration sets in. Do you think maybe you should have called a professional? Break it down. Well, look no further. Image Home Improvement is now live from the Star Worldwide Networks Tower. And now, remodeling contractor, TV personality, and your host for Image Home Improvement, Steve Dubell. Oh boy, it's 2016 and we are off and running. Welcome to Image Home Improvement Live right here on Star Worldwide Networks. And uh, we want to welcome everybody to the show today. It's going to be a great, great show. We've got a lot of things planned for you. And as usual and tradition, much like we have our holiday fire and electric safety special just before Christmas, we have our 2016 New Year's resolution organizing special. And we've got a lot of Good information to share with you if you've been, uh, and I'll try and be, um, you know, and um, we want to welcome uh, Blade back for a happy 2016. How you doing, Blade? I took a shower just for the show today, so. I, I nice. hope I so. It. Isn't that something? <laughs> you really went out of your way, didn't you? Yeah, all right. right. <laughs> and also, also, and as as uh, we're still working with Dan, Dan is Skyped in. Dan, how you doing? Hey, I'm doing much better. Well, that's good. And Andrew also Dan. with us, Kevin Fulkerson from Cornerstone Design is going to share in the festivities today. That sounds good. Right, okay. I'm ready for that. Are you I'm ready awake. for that? Well, we're doing the, we're well, doing the organization well, show, see, but he forgot. Was the only good that. thing about it is that see, you're, we're all protected. You know, if he didn't take a sh- uh, take a shower, we, he's got the sneeze guard to protect it. There you go. Okay, but um, you know, one of the things that we always try and do is. Uh, Make sure that we always have some great information for you coming through, especially in the new year when, uh, you know, Blade, I was corrected uh, this week, you know, you know, the, the uh, TV show that they have on that's Hoarders? Oh, yeah. Okay, so I guess over time, um, you know, that word has got, gotten to be a... Um, a household ner, well, a household, a term, household term, right? But you know, it's also it's also you know with the, what it depicts, it also creates a uh, a negative connotation. It does. So I think yeah. people. So so now there there is a politically correct term for hoarders. And what's and that? One of our guests. No, I'm not going to tell you right now. I'm going to have to. You have to wait till our one of our guests, Sherry Jolay from Totally Transformed, is going to be coming on the show a little bit later, and she's got. The answer for you, because she told me the other day, and I want to make sure I keep everybody in suspense, because it is the politically correct term for hoarders. Mm-hmm. That's something okay? to do with hunters and So collectors. let's just say for now, if you overstocked your garage or your closets, or if you were walking in your home between aisles, you know, of, and you've got stuff all over the floor, it's... You may be a hoarder. You could be. You could be. <laughs> They called me. They called that a pack rat. When I was well, kid. yeah, but that was back in the day, you that know. Was, you know, because we had them out here in the desert. We had pack rats. You can find them. Well, that's know? true. That's true. <laughs> but uh, if you would like to be part of the show, and if maybe you've got a uh, a uh, story that you'd like to share about, for now, we'll just call it excessive cluttering. How's that sound? 
Okay. All right, we'll call it that. I won't clutter my mind up with anything else. Then. Uh, okay, I could say something. I could say something, but I'm not. We're on the air. Go for it. <laughs> okay. I got, I got plenty of stuff I'm hoarding in my mind. I just can't access. It. That's oh. the problem. <laughs> can't get that's why you. That's why you got to stop. You got to stop at Walmart and get some <laughs> yeah. Prevagen. That's what you need. need. There you something. go. That'll correct it. All right. If you'd like to be part of the show today and have a question for any one of our guests uh, and or Dan. Uh, he's and he's uh, in between his clutter mind. Four eight zero four two one zero six four zero. Four eight zero four two one zero six four zero. And uh, you can always find us on the web at imagehomeimprovementshow.com. Also find our link and uh, my smiling face right next to the mayor, Dave Pratt on starworldwidenetworks.com. Right as we like to say, above the fold. If we talk in old, you know, newspaper lingo, old school. Yeah, old school lingo, you know, but, uh, you know, some people just, you got to be nice. That's another thing you got to be nice for because some people haven't made it to the graduation of, you know, digital radio. So we're trying to, you know, and if they're getting this now, this is all new to them. So we're, they have hey, to. We're cutting edge here. Yeah, we're cutting. We're on top of it. Yeah, we're on top of it. I we mean, may see, be old, but we're on. We're on top of it. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> That's but right. you know, but we've got we've got all the answers for you today. So make sure you stay tuned. And also, we want to welcome our brand new sponsor, Summit Funding. If you are looking to uh, get a mortgage loan for maybe your new home or get refinanced, you need to check out Summit Funding. And you can find them on the web at Summit Funding, that's S-U-M-M-I-T, the word funding, F-U-N-D-I-N-G dot net. And they'll be able to help you with some great information and probably save you some money. I mean, that's always a good thing. So make sure you check them out. And we want to welcome them to the show. They are your home loan experts. And that's all we have here, experts on the show. And uh, 2016, Dan, you know what we're doing? You know, Dan, this is our uh, 11th year on radio. Oh 11th year. So what do you think? Dan And Dan's been with us about six, going on seven now. So Dan's <laughs> been with us most of the time. So it's been a, it's been a good ride, Dan. What do you think? Oh, yeah, they've been a great ride. Yeah, I mean, things are happening. And, you know, we've seen a lot. We've shared a lot. And there's a lot. Of, oh, my Lord. If I could tell you everything that's coming down the pike in 2016, um, you know. They it wouldn't put, be a surprise. It wouldn't be a surprise. But they are a lot of great things coming down. Products, sponsors, um, yours truly, Endeavor, going to be doing a little traveling this year, which is going to be nice. Because then, you know, like that old commercial, you know, let's just get away. Let's just get, I'm going to get away for a couple of days. But uh, we've got a lot of good things that we're going to be bringing your way. And that's what it's all about, the listeners and keeping you well-informed so that this way you can make educated decisions on all the different topics that take care of your home. And as we say, we don't believe it's just the nuts and bolts of your home. It's how you get there, how you take care of it, how you finance it, you know, all those good things. Plus, how you plan for future Remodels, and that's one of the things we're going to be talking with Kevin about today: future remodels and how how you need to plan for it, prepare for it, and um, the length of time it takes. Because sometimes you just can't get up one morning and say, "I'm going to do a kitchen remodel," and we're going to completely change everything. You know, when people, you could always change cabinets and countertops and things like that, but if you're going to completely change it and move stuff around, that means you're going to be moving plumbing, you're going to be moving electric there's going to be a lot of different changes 
that are going to, and a lot of these things that you're going to need are going to have to be permitted. So if you are planning on something like that, these things just don't happen over time, even though you may see it on, you know, HGTV where, you know, it happens. It only took 30 minutes. It only took 30 minutes, you know, but uh, even on a time lapse, even if it took it, you think it only took a day? No, ain't no way. No. It's not way. This is a time of year, too, where people start planning those projects. Holidays are over and are going to plan that new project, room addition, kitchen, whatever it may be, and think they're going to be done by summertime. And if you're not on top of it, like right now, you're not going to get it done. It's not going to happen. So we should we should cover a little bit of that about planning. Obviously, organization planning go together. And then also, we do probably have some people who, um, you know, maybe looking into an investment home where they're going to buy something that needs fix up and turn it over and either rent it out or sell it. Uh, something that's obviously a project we can help them with, but there's some key things that go into that that they need to know up front that it's not as easy as the TV shows and the seminars make it out to be either. So. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and, and there are a lot of different things. That, you know, let's start a little bit about, obviously, one key thing. You could have all the greatest ideas in the world. However, you need to be able to finance it. And that's the one thing that some people forget about. Mm-hmm. They get so you know, wound up in, oh, I can do this. I saw this. You know, I went on um, I went on the website House that, you know, we've had people from yep. House on before. And they've got some great pictures of different projects that you'd want to see. But all of a sudden, you know, when it comes, the reality sets in, you need to make sure that you could finance the project first and get an idea of what you're in for. Because, you know, I speak to a lot of people all the time and they were like, well, yeah, we want to do this, we want to do this. Okay, do you have an idea of what you want to spend? Because that's that's one of the key questions before we even get started. What's your budget range? And a Most lot of, of the time, they're about half. Yeah, exactly. Most of the time, they have they think that it's going to cost so much money, and yeah, they they they're not even close. Right. Usually, they're you know the the kitchen's five to ten thousand. It's usually fifteen to twenty five for a brand new kitchen. Redone. You look at a bathroom. You can easily drop ten, fifteen, twenty thousand in a master bathroom. And, and people think room additions. Well, that's fifty dollars a square foot. Not in today's market. And those, the problem with the TV shows is they you don't realize that they've got uh, money coming in from advertisers. They've got product companies that are giving their materials in. Uh, some of these contractors that are on there are giving their time. It, it really is a disservice to me because it's not a true. Um, example of what happens in the real world. Yeah, exactly right. And you've got to make sure that it you're you're dealing with reality here. So um, that's one of the things that we try and do uh, before we even get started talking about material costs and things like that. So it's it's a it's a learning curve. So once we figure out the budget, and as long as you know you know that you have enough money, because if they don't, if they're thinking they're going to be like do a kitchen remodel and um, we had a small kitchen remodel they requested that I quoted about two weeks ago, and it was just it was a modest kitchen, one extra cabinet beyond what they had originally, along with countertop. You know, it quoted out to be about seventeen thousand dollars, which is cheap to be honest. Which that, that's, yeah, that's which is inexpensive. Which, that's not a lot of money. Exactly. Well, they happened to be on the page that they were looking for. Something in no, no, <laughs> no, not quite that bad, but around 10 to 13. And that's just not going to happen because your cabinets alone, even on the low end of cabinets, you probably, for the size they had, would probably be somewhere between eight and 10. Yeah. 
Yeah. And that's just that. So the work, you know, if they wanted to get to ten to thirteen, they they would have to forget about their granite. Well, you know, you, and you, do for, and, and do a, a laminate top, which nobody yeah. won't, really most people doing a remodel and spending all that money, You're they're not going to put laminate, laminate in. back in. No, and and for for seventeen. You're, you're not, if the cabinets are that much, you're not doing a major remodel. Yeah, absolutely. So, so we've got more coming your way, and we're going to ask we going to do. We're going to plan ahead, and we're going to share with you how to do that right after the break. So don't go away. You're listening to 2016 version of Image Home Improvement Live. When you buy a car, you want to see that car's history, whether it's new or used. Why should buying a home be any different? DEC Inspections can provide you with the inspection you need to have peace of mind when purchasing your next home. Call today, 602-308-8722. That's 602-308-8722. How many times have you had a plumbing emergency and didn't know who to call? When small problems become big emergencies, you need to call the experts at Curry Plumbing, a family-owned business with 25 years' experience. No job is too small or too large, and the work gets done right the first time, every time. Services include repair and replacement of leaky faucets, broken garbage disposals, water heaters, water softeners, and much more. Curry Plumbing should be your choice for all your plumbing needs. Give them a call today, 623-587-0234, or check them out on the web, curryplumbing.com. If you live in Arizona, you know two things to be true. One, that we are living the hottest days of the summer, and two, if you haven't had your home's cooling system checked this year, you run the risk of having it fail at the hottest time of the year. Hi, I'm Steve Dubell telling you that the pros at Quality Systems need to be your choice to keep your house cool for the summer. I know I did. With nearly three decades of experience in the industry, Quality Systems' commitment is to provide every customer with the best possible in service. Don't wait. Call the pros at Quality Systems today for all your HVAC needs. 480-945-2665 or visit them on the web at qualitysystemsac.com. Thinking about remodeling your kitchen or bathroom? Confused about which company to choose to supply and fabricate your new countertop? Let me make that choice simple for you. Papagno's Marble and Granite, a family-owned business and experts in their field, installing many types of products such as granite, marble, onyx, travertine, silestone, and much, much more. Their personalized service will help make sure that you have the right material choice for your next remodel. Their high-tech fabrication equipment on site will expedite the delivery and installation of your countertop. Give Papagno's a call today, 480-948-4282, or check them out on the web at papagnos.com. This is Tiffany Hunter, host of the Home Hunter Sunday mornings on ABC 15. And you're listening to Image Home Improvement Live on the Double Wide Network. All right, we are back, and you're listening to Image Home Improvement Live right here in beautiful downtown Scottsdale at the Palatial. Star Worldwide Network Studios. And Dan, you know, we miss you over here. I saw our our, um, our friend over at Paradise uh, Bakery this morning, and I was telling her that uh, you were on the uh, on the men, so she wished you well. 
Well, I appreciate that. Yeah, so she's like, where you been? I'm like, well, you know, holiday and everything else. It's been um, it's been um, a crazy last two months, I'll tell you. Yeah, I'd be glad to get all this out of the way and get with the year. Yeah. Yeah, well, you know, this way you, you can give Blade some abuse straight on. <laughs> you've had well, enough, he definitely you've had has enough my time pause off. button now. Well, yeah, well, you've had enough time off, dude. That's right. Oh, that's right. Hey, see, so he's had enough time off, Dan. Enough vacation. What do you? Oh, th- yeah. What do you? I've th- had enough of this sitting around stuff. I'm well, ready to roll. Well, yeah. Well, well, yeah. don't roll too much. See what happened last time you tried to roll. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I know the garbage can one. Yeah, garbage can <laughs> one. You got to be careful, man. You I'm could at least you. you could take up knitting or something, knit us some Afghans or something. You know? oh, 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 that was cruel. What? That was cruel. No, no addicts for you, Dan. <laughs> hey, now I've got a selfie cam for addicts now. Oh, uh, do you really? Yeah, I made my own type with a full camera sized base uh-huh. to go up and uh, take videos of the addicts now. Well, that's pretty cool. What you should do is manufacture that and sell it and get out of it doing the inspections. Well, that's what I intend to do. There you go. Oh, Got see. Another they... thing in place starting this next week is when I start teaching uh, real estate school again, too. Oh, nice. Oh, okay. Well, that's good. Need to do that. Yeah, if you were thinking of becoming a home inspector and being like Dan, I don't know why anybody would want to do that. But do what Dan does. I mean, you know, Dan, actually, if you were in the Phoenix area, Dan can actually help you, guide you. T- uh, so where you can go to actual school and learn what to look for. That's so if, right, if as that's a home inspector. It, yeah, as a home inspector. I mean, if you are like into finding those kind of things and, and you've got a good eye for your home and you've got that passion, then you know, then you need to talk to Dan. Yeah, we can set you up and get you through the school. Yeah, so that's good. So you see, Kevin, got, Kevin was smart. He got out of that. He went, in, he went into, you know, drawing. Yeah, I hated that's crawling right. around in attics and stuff and... <laughs> <laughs> you know, people criticizing because you missed an outlet that you know you didn't see or whatever. Oh just, yeah, see you get all that you get all that abuse. So yeah, and it doesn't matter how good a job you do, they still want a cheap price. So it's kind of oh, like yeah, they always want it for free, and then they want some yeah, money back after that. Exactly, and it's kind of like contracting. Everybody wants a cheap price, but they want the top deal. So yeah, well you know yeah. Yeah, that's right, that's right. So let's they want talk- you to build the Taj Mahal with twenty dollars. Exactly. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Let's, uh, let's but, talk about putting a project. Together. Well, let's talk about this. Yeah, now, let's talk about the Taj Mahal. Yeah, <laughs> let's talk about this. Now, remember, obviously, you know, we got a, we've got a, a lot of steps that we're going to be going through today. About you know, but the, as I said, you get the financing together and you know about that. Then you, you've got to decide on who's going to do your project. So you've got to get your team in place. Before you right. actually, you know, and if you are, and, and then we're talking, we're not talking about DIY here because a lot of times, you know, you could, you, I get questions from homeowners, well, could I do this and save money or could I do this and save some more money? But then in the long run, you know, you know, if they, the most that they could possibly do is demo. That's it. Mm-hmm. Once they get past that, putting everything else together, putting new walls up, moving plumbing, electric, and stuff like that, that's something that you need to leave to, to people like me, remodeling specialists or electric electricians and plumbers, because that's what the people that are going to be able to move it, move it and do it correctly. You know, I, one thing I got to share with everybody, you know, we, I had a, uh, Kevin will remember this customer down in central Phoenix. He, um, he was redoing his uh, home. I think it was, uh, I think the home was built in, I think maybe the 40s or 50s. It was an older home. And he was moving the bathroom. Well, I don't know who designed the bathroom, but the shower probably was big as your linen closet. 
And then he decided that he was going to put a big uh, cabinet in with two sinks that was at least 12 feet long, which made no sense at all because why would you have such a small shower in a huge uh, you know, vanity cabinet with two sinks? Well, the problem was that it was not where the old one was, and he decided he was going to run, I don't know, between to, to reach the plumbing, it was like 12, 15 feet of, of uh, ABS pipe, plus it had a 90-degree turn in it. And he just went, he just went plumbing happy. And, you know, you know, I, I shared that story with our friends over at Curry Plumbing, and he was just like, you know, you can't do stuff like that just because it's there and you give it enough pitch. There are other things to consider, especially a 90-degree turn. You know, that's, you know, not, not a good idea. Well, there's a lot of times people don't, you know, money's one thing and choosing the right people to work with. You kind of need to have a little bit of an idea of what you're doing, too. And and just to get – let's say you're going to do an addition or something that requires a permit. Just to get plans and permitting done can go anywhere from two to four weeks on the short end if you've got an over-the-counter permit. But if you've got a big addition that needs to be submitted, City of Phoenix was recently four to six weeks for first review. And then time you turn red lines around a second review, if you get that, you're looking at another two to three weeks. They're now back down to about three weeks, plus or minus, on the first review. But you're looking at another month and a half, possibly, in permitting, and then starting construction. Now, there's a few right. things you can do up front if you know. You can do some demo work. You can get you know some um, rough end done, a few things ready. So when you pull that permit, you're, you're calling for inspections. But you know, for a project to take three to four months, that's probably the minimum you're looking at. So if you want to be done by the 1st of May, you need to have started right now to get that thing going, and that's even if it can be done that quick. So, you know, people that's want right. quick time frames. Four to six months is the average I think we normally give out. That, that Could it be done quicker? Possibly. But everything has to fall into place. The other thing that people don't realize, subcontractors now are busy. The good guys are booked up for months. And, and it can take you two to three-week delay just to get from one trade to another so if you don't plan those things ahead of time, you're really putting yourself behind the eight ball to meet that deadline. Exactly. And that could be a problem if you decide to be your own GC. Oh, man. There's and then because, you know, you're, you're, you're at the, the mercy of who's coming in. But now, for instance, if you call someone like me being a general contractor, we'll go back in and we say, okay, we're going to start it. I can schedule the different phases mm-hmm. to be done in a timely manner this way. You know, there won't be big gaps of time in between. Well, most homeowners aren't prepared for the sequence of things that go into a job, like what gets scheduled, who's behind who, who's in front, what has to be done to get the next person in, and then who picks up those little areas in between that, you know, small jobs, you may not bring an insulation company out, but so, uh, you know, you get your rough electric, whatever done, you're ready to drywall that little section of the outside wall. Well, who's going to insulate that? I mean, a lot of times you're just getting a labor, but people don't think about those things and things get dropped or forgotten or, oops, what, we didn't plan on this. And, and those are things if you're not familiar with doing that. And, and also you mentioned a homeowner doing maybe part of the job. Say you got a guy that can run electrical or something. The problem is when you're ready for him to do it, if he's not ready or if it takes him two to three weeks, that can delay the whole job where an electrician might get it done in a day and a half. Exactly. So those are all critical elements. Also, the materials you're using. Are you using quality materials? Are you going down to the secondhand store or the, or the you know the scrapyard and finding stuff? 
just because you're trying to save a couple bucks. Sometimes it's not worth it. It's not worth it. You lose the dollar value in time, so it's just it's just not worth it. One of the other things that when I'm doing inspections and I see uh, additions, it's just like Kevin said, oops, where's the insulation? And then there's a gap between the two buildings, and they don't tie them in right. So many times the tie-in is just so bad up in the attic. You can you just go, uh, better double-check permits. Oh, yeah, yeah absolutely. Absolutely. All right, we're going to take a short break. When we come back on the other side, we've got more steps for you to take to make sure that you get your remodeling project done right. And even if you are a DIY person, before you pick that hammer up, you need to listen to these points. So stay tuned. More coming your way on Image Home Improvement Live. You know, honey, I'm sure glad we took Steve's advice and called CDC Pools to resurface our pool. You know, you're right. There are so many pool companies around, it was hard to choose the right one for our project. Yeah, CDC Pools has been here in the Valley since 1990. Did you know they do spas and decks as well? Yeah, I did. The great thing about their repair services, after inspecting our pool pump, they knew exactly what was wrong with it. It was time to replace it with a more energy-efficient unit. You know they have over 23 years of experience remodeling and resurfacing pools. So now, I have peace of mind knowing our pool needs are in good hands. Now we can enjoy our backyard again. Speaking of enjoying, last one in the pool cooks dinner tonight. Let CDC Pools transform your tired-looking pool into a thing of beauty you can be proud of. Give them a call, 480-539-7700, or find them on the web at redoyourpool.com. Nice shot. Thanks. This room is awesome. Yeah, Debbie and I wanted a rec room, and with the way property values keep going, who can afford to buy a new place? Tell me about it. So we just had Steve over at Image Home Improvement and close the patio and make the shelf for the TV, so... So take your next shot. <laughs> right. What about your family room? Yeah, but the kids are always playing their video games and everyone watches TV in there. I wanted my own space, and I've always wanted a pool table. How'd you talk Debbie into it? She uses it more than I do. Cheryl and I love the outside. Do you think we could just get the patio screened in? Sure. Image Home Improvement just did the Johnson's house. They love it. No mosquitoes. Exactly. And Chris says they're enjoying their outside a lot more at night. You should do it. Just go to imagehomeimprovement.com. The name says it all. Steve came over, gave us an estimate, and, well, you see how it looks. Can't tell it wasn't here the whole time. Yep. Your shot. Image Home Improvement. Com. Add to your space. Enclose your patio. Go to imagehomeimprovement.com. Sometimes you start a project with great intentions, and then it keeps getting bigger, and nothing makes sense, and it grows out of control. So how do you get all the parts and pieces in sync together? We will, we will. Fix it. Image Home Improvement. When it's time to call in a professional, go to imagehomeimprovement.com. Chances are, when it's time to call a service professional, you need someone right away. Who can you call for those electrical problems fast? The answer is Mr. Electric, a licensed, bonded, and insured company serving the Valley of the Sun since 2000. Some of their residential and commercial services include expert troubleshooting, replacing an outlet, hanging a ceiling fan, or upgrading your electric service, and much more. Rest assured, all work is guaranteed. Call today for your appointment, 480-503-1339. 
You can find them on the web at phoenixmetro.mrelectric.com. Remember, at Mr. Electric, we have the power to make things better. This is Chris Grundy, host of DIY Network's Cool Tools. Now, if you need home improvement help, you need to listen to Image Home Improvement Live with Steve Dubell every Saturday morning, baby. Woo! All right, even Homer's excited. It's 2016. And uh, welcome back. You're listening to Image Home Improvement Live right here on Star Worldwide Networks. And we're talking about getting your uh, self and your home organized today, as well as your future plans. And we've got Kevin Fulkerson here from Cornerstone Design. And in a little bit later, we've got Sherry Drolet from uh, Sherry Drolet from uh, Totally Transformed. We're going to be talking about her system on how to get your life in order. You know, and one of the things, guys, that I want to definitely want to touch base with with Cherry is time management. I think I think we all could use probably a little schooling on time management because it's um, it's it's tough, Kevin. I mean, look, at, I mean, you and I, were, you know, we're working, you know, all kinds of hours in a day, and yet, you know, sometimes that time management just doesn't seem to work well it can be tough because you know as well as i do to do just do one project for most contractors is pretty tough to do you, you can't make it unless you get a real big one and it's going to tie you up for a while but then you're still thinking ahead where's my next one coming and everybody wants you to be their only contract you're the only you know you're working for me only and it doesn't work that way so a good contractor can coordinate more than one job he can he can juggle he can handle that type of thing but proper planning is key to that you know, and, and then choosing your project, um, we, we work with people a lot of times who are, you know, tell people if you're looking for a home, you've got to know what you're looking for. What do you want to do with that home? What's your end goal? Is it staying at two, three years, just this is temporary, get in, get out? Or is it a five to 10 year deal, grow a family where you might need to add on? You've got to know those things up front before you even buy that home. I've had clients, and, and sadly, a lot of times it's fix and flip people. They buy a home thinking they can do something with it, and they find out due to zoning, due to code setbacks, lot coverage, that type of thing, they can't add on like they thought. And, and, and every now and then there'll be a homeowner, and well, we want to bump out the carport this much or whatever. Because standard carports are about 19 feet, maybe 20 feet long. Well, that, that fits the compact car. It doesn't fit a full-size vehicle unless you the bumper's right against the back wall and, and the, when the garage door shuts, you're just barely clearing the back right. bumper. And, and so to do that in certain areas, like Phoenix, you can encroach five foot in the front setback. Scottsdale, you can't. Most areas, you can't. But if you don't know those things going in, you think, well, and, and you get a contractor who doesn't know. That's what really gets you. There's a lot of contractors out there giving information. Oh, yeah, you can do this. Oh, you don't need a permit to rebuild that patio cover. Well, that's, that's bull. Just because it was there, you tear it down and put it back, that needed a permit, and if it's done wrong, and I just got done helping a guy get through it. We had to go to a um, uh, a variance hearing. He got what he wanted, but it cost him an extra five hundred bucks for the variance hearing, and then and then he still had to redo some of because he built it wrong. If you don't know those things up front, it, it can come back to bite you and yeah. be expensive. Absolutely, yeah, you definitely because uh, like this week during the rain, 
We saw that one patio cover that uh, went, went across the neighborhood in all sorts of pieces. Did you see that? I didn't see that one, but it's it happens a lot. Yeah, those metal patio covers. All the metal are, ones, you know, yeah. Yeah. Don't permit. Those are wonderful. Yeah, yeah those are wonderful because the, the the way they're anchored down to the ground are right. you know just they're they're not really done well, and plus most of the time. There's not a lot of weight to them, but there's no footing where they're anchoring them to. So it's no, they've they've got their own particular specs. But that's a, that's a key point, Dan. Is there's a lot of people who will tell you something doesn't need a permit. I, I'd be very cautious of the person unless you know their background. Those metal patio covers require a permit. Pergolas, the the lattice work. People think, well, that doesn't require a permit. I'm telling you right now, it needs a permit. And and I just did a, a carport enclosure, which was easy to do. Uh, contract says I want to get a permit. People want to close it to livable. That's fine. They had off-street parking somewhere else, which is off-street parking legally is not in front of the garage typically. So if somebody tells you that, you need to question it. But they somebody built a little gazebo in the back. Now, it was under 200 square feet, so it didn't require a permit in Phoenix. However, they built it too close to the property line, and it had to be moved or demoed. And the homeowners, they, they kind of anticipated they were willing to do that. Other things to check out. You may have to tear something down to do the project you want to do. Right. I mean, you know, I mean, that's pretty much look at that project that we did last year that had the, the major fire. The, oh, yeah. the garage was built illegally. The setbacks were wrong. The, the distance between the electrical panel and the garage, because it was a detached garage, was too short. There wasn't enough room. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't acceptable to code. You know, so, I mean, if somebody would have gone back in there, if she would have gone back and tried to sell that home, they would have been in a world of hurt because if, if that would have more than likely been caught because it was, it encroached on the, the side setback. So, yeah, it's it like. Well, and the, the other thing was when they, when they closed it in, they left the garage doors and cut holes for the windows. Yeah. I mean, who does that in, in a legal re- – that was a homeowner special. It had to be. Ceiling was low. Now, the ceiling did qualify, but it was a step down. So you, that's the first key to me that somebody's done something without a permit or, or a little bit on the cheap is because when you come out of the house and you go into a bedroom, you don't really want a step down. But that's what right. they had. That's exactly right. So, so it was – It was. Uh, well, you know, the other thing too, it was, they tried to change it a little. It was a model to begin with. And that's why some yeah. of these things weren't done correctly. But again, the, to plan your remodel, these are things that you need to know. And obviously, Kevin uh, is very you know uh, knowledgeable in that area. So if they're if you're thinking about doing something like that, obviously, what needs to be done is Kevin and I need to come out talk about obviously what you'd like to do, how it's going to be set up, and what your you know what? How it's going to function, which is a, a lot about how it's designed. I mean, you know, I know mm-hmm. all the, the customers you and I have gone to see. That's one of the main things you always bring up is that how is the new addition part going to function in relationship right. to the rest of the house? And I'm sure almost every time there's something that you bring up that they never thought of. Well, exactly. You know, the the fire job was a good example of that, where we had to have a surveyor come out and set the property line because we were. I don't know, nine inches to a foot off. And it goes, well, that's not much. But had you gotten the, the, had you used the old footing and gotten the walls framed and then called for inspector, inspection, the inspector came out and said, hey, I need you to check the setback and you'd have found it then, you'd have been tearing down those walls, cutting out that footing, then instead of doing it up front 
and the insurance company paid for it. But had you not known that, you'd have had to do some demo work on stuff you just built to, to correct that because you didn't check up front. Right. So fortunately, we, we knew that up front. It was so close. Yeah. We said, you're gonna, we need a survey anyway. That little extra money spent saved dollars in the end. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So I've even, I've even seen on brand new builds, setbacks are wrong. Oh, yeah. And they're telling the client, uh, would you like to have a house on the other side of the build? Because they have to just flat out demo the slab and move the whole thing because it, it was laid out wrong. I've it, seen that several times on brand new builds. Yeah, it can happen easily. Yeah, absolutely. So you need to obviously make sure that you you know you do you do the right thing. And again, choosing materials that's another thing that you need to make sure that you know about. You got your budget set. You've got the people, the right people coming in. You need to set your budget on. At what are you going to put in here? Because you, how much do you want to allocate for cabinets and countertops and plumbing fixtures? I mean, you know, and these things need to be thought about and obviously when you go to pick these out that's one of the things that we do is go with you so that this way you have you have a primary choice and a secondary choice more than likely one's more expensive than the other usually the primary is so if when the numbers come back in from the suppliers it's my job as a contractor to go back and check and say hey by the way you're over you know if you're over in your plumbing allocation then you need to make a decision is this the one that you really want, or or is that second choice that's less money going to make you happy? Because it doesn't. If you're going to spend fifty thousand dollars, we'll say, on a kitchen remodel, and you're not happy with with something in you know the second choice, you're going to be really upset later on down the road. Too and it, late. Too, make too sure late. Plan B really is an acceptable plan B. Yeah. So you got to make. See, that's one of the things we always try and make sure that we know that uh, you know what they're doing in this way. Everybody's happy. And that's the best thing about it, making the customer happy. So we're going to make Blade happy right now because we're going to go to break. Right. <laughs> and when we return, it's time to get organized. And I got to tell you, you know, and one of the things we talked about earlier, you know, the one thing I want to talk to Sherry about was time management. I get racked about that from my wife all the time. You're not being time management. It's like it's it's tough when you're wearing so many hats sometimes. So And sitting in traffic. And sitting in traffic on the 101. Yes. <laughs> All right, we'll be right back. You're listening to Image Home Improvement Live. Don't go away. In this high-tech world of stock market trading, you need an edge to compete and grow. Here's Gabe Asur about how you can get that edge. It's called the robotic trader. The robotic trader, it's it's fully automated. It, it starts in the morning at 9.30 for you automatically. It looks at 8,000 equity symbols in 22 seconds. It will execute the buy and the sell automatically, take your profits, put it in your account, and it shuts itself off at 4 o'clock in the afternoon. Do what I did. Get the Robotic Trader and get your edge today. Call today, 623-271-2638. Or find them on the web at robotictradingusa.com. Thinking of remodeling your kitchen or bathroom? Confused about which company to choose to do your tile work? Let me make the choice a simple one for you. AZ High Tech Tile and Stone. Whether it's a residential or commercial project, AZ High Tech Tile and Stone are the experts in kitchen countertop backsplashes, floor tile and shower walls, and anything while using materials such as granite, tile, 
travertine, porcelain, and much, much more. AZ High Tech Tile and Stone will come to your home and provide you with a free estimate. We are members of the NTCA, CTIOA, and Certified CTC. Ceramic Tile Consultant. AZ High Tech Tile and Stone is a value trade partner for all image home improvement kitchen and bathroom makeovers. Give them a call today for your free estimate, 602-799-9619, or find them on the web at azhightechtileandstonellc.com. If you've been thinking of replacing or upgrading those kitchen cabinets or appliances in your home, even though they're still in good shape, then I have a solution for you. Stardust Building Supplies is a 501c3 organization, recycling such things as kitchen cabinets, toilets, doors, windows, tubs, and more. Remember, one man's trash is another woman's treasure. They have three convenient valley locations, 51st Avenue and Northern in Phoenix, Alma School and Broadway in Mesa, and 40th Street and Thunderbird in Phoenix. Net profits from Stardust stores support their Angels on Call program, which provides free home repairs to qualified low-income homeowners in the Phoenix metro area. Last year, Angels on Call helped over 100 homeowners with their necessary home repairs. Let's do our part for the green movement. Give Stardust Building Supplies a call today, 480-668-0566, or visit them on the web at stardustbuilding.org. Monsoon season has passed, but the early January and February rains will soon be here. And if you have an older roof, it's just a matter of time before the leaks start appearing as water stains on your home ceiling. Do your home a favor and call Keiko Roofing for their free roof inspection. Their qualified professionals will check your roof and show you where your roof may soon fail or is failing. Keiko Roofing is committed to providing quality service along with the best roofing products. Whether you have a foam, flat, shingle, or tile roof, give Keiko Roofing Systems a call today, 602-944-4600 or keikoroofing.com. This is Jimmy Johnson, NASCAR driver of the number 48 Lowe's Chevrolet. You're listening to Image Home Improvement Live. About two, about two inches in... All right, we are back, and you are tuned in to Image Home Improvement Live right here on Star Worldwide Networks. And, you know, Kevin, one of the things that we always want to check check out, because, you know, we always get, you know, some celebrities and guests calling in from time to time, you know, and being that we have a first-time guest in the studio, you know, we have a special message for her to listen to from our president. My fellow Americans, as we face unprecedented economic struggles, I want to offer a handout to the homeowners of Phoenix. Not a monetary handout. Those are for giant corporations who mismanage themselves to the brink of extinction. To the homeowners of Phoenix, I want to offer this handout of advice. You're screwed and you're on your own. So do yourself a favor and tune in to Image Home Improvement Live with Steve Dubell every Saturday morning from 8 to 9 a.m. Hey, Bo, Bo, get, hey, get, get off my leg. Hey, stop it, you dumb mutt. Ah, yes. Bo's days are numbered in the White House. That's right. <laughs> you better find him a new doghouse somewhere. That's right. He's going to have to start leashing someplace else. <laughs> <laughs> Very well put, Dan. All right. And uh, we are back and we are uh, going to be getting into a little bit more of, you know, the type of organizing that, you know, you are interested in. You know, we talked about remodeling, organizing and getting your plan together. And obviously, you know, Kevin and I, 
we can get your drawings together. We can get your, you know schedule your work and get it done in a timely manner. But one of the other things that we want to talk to, we want to talk with Sherry Drolet from Totally Transformed is with us. Good morning, Sherry. Good morning. How Thank are you? I'm great. Thanks for having me here today. Great. First time in studio. We needed to make sure that you were properly addressed by the president. Okay. And his dog. <laughs> and his dog, Bo. <laughs> yeah. That's right. Bo is a part of the family. You know, but that's another organizing thing we need to talk about later, organizing your pets. You know, that's because sometimes you, some people, some people have too many pets. Oh, and, yes. but for, while I'm That fin- actually falls into the hoarding category. There are what we call pet hoarders. Okay. So it is true, and there is limitations, just like there's codes in building. Right. There are codes as to how many animals you are permitted to have in your home. So um, a lot of people don't know that. We actually had a specialist come and talk to our NAPO organization who deals with pet hoarding. So there are specialists out there for everything. That does not happen to be my specialist. And I know you mentioned earlier for the people in suspense, we do not refer to uh, people as hoarders anymore. Um, Just like you guys were all saying how television kind of distorts things. Um, I think that that really kind of gave a very negative connotation. And it also does not help us as organizers because... The majority of us do not work with hoarding. Again, that is a particular specialty. There are specialist organizers that deal just with that. They usually have a connection with some type of counseling because it goes a little bit beyond just being a physical problem. It also is an emotional problem. So um, I would just tell you the the word for it that we use now is excessive accumulation. See, so, I told you, Dan. So. I told you, Dan. I, I just I had to keep everybody in suspense till Sherry got here. Yeah. Dan, yeah. are you excessively accumulating? Did you say? <laughs> yeah. No, I don't do that, especially especially when you you know when you're in the military, you really never hoard. You're you're moving too often yeah. to mm-hmm. to keep anything. So when you finally get to the other end of retirement, when you have more than one object, it's like, right. oh, my God, I'm hoarding. I've got one now. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, one of the other things, too, is, is you know, some people, and before, I don't want to I want to go too far off the track here before we get, you know, talk about some of Who's these issues. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, you know, sometimes, another thing, you know, people, they, they love to go to, and I think this is another specialty item where they love to go to places like Goodwill. And in any other place that like swap meets and, you know, garage sales and they, they're looking for just any little thing that may, you know, tickle or fancy, so to speak, and they like it. So they want to buy it. And right. then all they do is take it home and they put it in the garage or they put it in a closet and because it, and then before you know it, if they do this on a regular basis, I mean, it just overwhelms the house. And I've seen that happen too, yes. where they just, they're buying, 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 and then all of a sudden they never get rid of anything. Right. That's exactly it. Yeah. So I would just tell you in general, that is where organizing comes into play, is that people are accumulating things, they're buying things, but they don't have a process for purging. So there's nothing wrong with buying things, but my general rule of thumb is new thing in, old thing out. If you buy five new shirts, you need to get rid of five old shirts. Um, usually I do closets. My tip for doing closets is that every person in the family has color-coded hangers and you get a hanger for everything that you own. 
but you don't get any more hangers. You're not allowed to buy any more hangers. You can't get it. You can't steal from other family members because they are color coded. <laughs> so um, this works well with the children, especially if you have daughters and the teenage age. They tend to like to accumulate clothing and shoes and makeup. So I've done a lot of teen rooms and that seems to be the big case but they have been caught trying to steal hangers because they really don't want to let go of things so i think we all have an area where we like to accumulate probably um in your trade it may be tools so everybody has their thing and i would tell you at some degree we all have some level of accumulation which is fine you just have to make sure it stays in balance and again, that it's not stealing and robbing your time. That's right. You know, and I can see it now. You know, that uh, some of the teenage kids, you know, they're out and about, and all of a sudden, hey, I need to get a hanger. And they borrow a hanger from, you know, they steal one from their sister or something. <laughs> and they and they have supposed to have red hangers, and the sister's hanger is pink, and then they spray it red. Right. You know, and then, <laughs> and then, and then they put it in the cloud. Well, I got all red hangers. I mean, come on. <laughs> Yeah, but why, well, why do you have 17 uh, red hangers and everyone else in the family has six hangers? Well, eventually right. it's going to be very yeah. obvious, yeah. you know. I mean, it's like, okay, and mom's going to come in and say, you know, Henry, what have you been doing? <laughs> you know? Right. And then he's going to be, he's going to have, he's going to be on uh, lockdown for like two months. <laughs> but no, seriously, but that's a great idea because, you know, um, some people will do that, and then you just keep buying and buying. Now, the one thing I have to ask, because this is something that we've seen, and I know some of the remodeling that I've done, um, people have who have a lot of like walk-in closets mm-hmm. that have excessive amount of shoes. Mm-hmm. How do you deal with that in the way of getting them to relinquish some shoes? Because, I mean, how many can you wear? Right. Even if you had right. one or two per day. Right. <laughs> and some people, or, you know, I mean, no, I'm just kidding. Yeah, you're not One typically changing per- your shoes three times really? a day. Really? Right? I mean, how do you deal with something like that? Those, I mean, is that another specialty area that somebody has to help them with? No, I would say in general, most organizers have to deal with that. And like I said before, everybody has some area of accumulation. For me, it's decor because I also do redesign in my business. So whenever I see a good deal on something, so I like to accumulate decor items. My my daughter likes to accumulate clothes. My son's a musician. And so, you know, we all have our things that we do to accumulate. Some women really like shoes. Some women really like clothes. Um, a lot of times you get men that love books or their information um, excessive accumulators. So uh, we all have that area. A lot of times I just try to, for one, I tell people that they have to live responsibly within their space. If they do have a large walk-in closet that allows them to store that many shoes or they paid a closet person to come in so that they can have those shoes, if they have the room to store them, I usually do not quibble that with them. However, I will still have the conversation with them is, look, you know, how often are you wearing these? These particular shoes have a lot of dust on them, so I'm guessing you haven't worn them for a while. Um, dust is also a huge issue here in Arizona. So a lot of times I have to prepare my clients that, look, if you're going to get organized and stay organized, you need to have a budget for materials. I have to buy containers. Containers, It needs to be containerized. Because if you just stack things on a shelf, you tend to have, you can overstack it. So I like to make sure that we only get what bins will fit within those shelves and then I tell them that's how you live responsibly within your space. 
this is what we can fit on these shelves. And when this shelf is full, you, this is done. So I usually have them pick out their most favorite items. Um, and it's true. It's the Pareto's law. It's 80-20. We own 80% 80, 80 of our things we don't use. We usually keep reusing 20% of that. So a lot of times when you have lots of shoes or lots of clothes, you're still, if you really pay attention, you tend to only be wearing a certain portion. Another way to kind of gauge that is you can flip all your hangers backwards and you can kind of see what you're wearing. Whatever you've worn in that week or month, you turn the hanger back around the correct way. And then by the end of the month, you can see which clothing items you're not really wearing um, and again, it's kind of, it's, it's pairing, getting people to pare down to a responsible amount. Um, a lot of times I, I, I call them rabbits. It's the things that kind of tend to reproduce when we're not looking. <laughs> so the, the rabbits in our home, um, there's a lot of them in the kitchen. Some people love kitchen towels and trivets and pot holders and I've walked into houses where they have 12 crock pots because they all serve a different purpose. And again, if they have a large kitchen or a big pantry, if they entertain, my first question to them is how often are you using it and what are you using it for? So I don't, I think that's kind of a, a fear that people have when they want to contact an organizer is, gee, I'm going to contact them and they're going to tell me I have to get rid of everything. And I would tell you that's never the case. And most of the time when I work with my clients, I don't even start there. We start with where their problem is. Um, we address how they're using areas. We call that in the organizing world point of use. Uh, we make sure that things are accessible in the area that they're at so that they can stay focused on that area. And uh, basically, we just keep them focused on let, how does this space need to work better for you? Then I do what I can to organize that with the correct containers and bins, put it away, and then whatever's left over, we deal with that last. And so it's never an area where I start with because purging tends to typically be an issue with everybody. At some point, we have the things we have because we love them and we think we need them and we want to hang on to them. So to be able to just say, well, you know, you just have too many of those. I think you need to get rid of them. Well, if everybody would address it that way, we wouldn't need organizers. So at this particular point, that's where people tend to kind of get stumbled up. But I show them how their space can function better. I show them how that simplifies their life, how it will help them in time um, and saving time. And then I address it that way. And then we kind of walk through it in that regard. And I would tell you, very little of my clients have any resistance to letting go. And a lot of clients are actually very willing to let things go. They just don't know what. Or and how. they don't know where to start or the overwhelm of that. Yeah, really. All right. You get that Dr. Phil moment, you have 200 <laughs> pairs of shoes. How's that working for you? <laughs> right. <laughs> right. It's taking up too much space. Well, you got plenty of space to put those 200 pairs of shoes, Dana. You know, if Ellen had it, you got the man cave. No, 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 just no, fill no, up not, the floor. Not in the man room. Oh, no, all, no, right. No, no. all right. All right. All right. Just, just checking. This tool area. It's multi-purpose. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. Dan's defending the man cave. All right. That's it. All right. We're going to take a short break on the other side we're going to have more with chevy uh, sherry drolet from totally transformed and we're going to get into her system it's called s-i-m-p-l-i-f-y and that's called simplify and there's a lot of 
good information, each one of those letters. So stay tuned. You're listening to Image Home Improvement Live right here in 2016. Don't go away. Monsoon season has passed, but the early January and February rains will soon be here. And if you have an older roof, it's just a matter of time before the leaks start appearing as water stains on your home ceiling. Do your home a favor and call Keiko Roofing for their free roof inspection. Their qualified professionals will check your roof and show you where your roof may soon fail or is failing. Keiko Roofing is committed to providing quality service along with the best roofing products. Whether you have a foam, flat, shingle, or tile roof, give Keiko Roofing Systems a call today, 602-944-4600 or keikoroofing.com. How many times have you had a plumbing emergency and didn't know who to call? When small problems become big emergencies... You need to call the experts at Curry Plumbing, a family-owned business with 25 years' experience. No job is too small or too large, and the work gets done right the first time, every time. Services include repair and replacement of leaky faucets, broken garbage disposals, water heaters, water softeners, and much more. Curry Plumbing should be your choice for all your plumbing needs. Give them a call today, 623-587-0234. Or check them out on the web, curryplumbing.com. Thinking of remodeling your kitchen or bathroom? Confused about which company to choose to do your tile work? Let me make the choice a simple one for you. AZ High Tech Tile and Stone. Whether it's a residential or commercial project, AZ High Tech Tile and Stone are the experts in kitchen countertop backsplashes, floor tile and shower walls, and anything while using materials such as granite, tile, travertine, porcelain, and much, much more. AZ High Tech Tile and Stone will come to your home and provide you with a free estimate. We are members of the NTCA, CTIOA, and Certified CTC. Ceramic Tile Consultant. AZ High Tech Tile and Stone is a value trade partner for all image home improvement kitchen and bathroom makeovers. Give them a call today for your free estimate. 602-799-9619 or find them on the web at azhightechtileandstonellc.com. Chances are, when it's time to call a service professional, you need someone right away. Who can you call for those electrical problems fast? The answer is Mr. Electric, a licensed, bonded, and insured company serving the Valley of the Sun since 2000. Some of their residential and commercial services include expert troubleshooting, replacing an outlet, hanging a ceiling fan, or upgrading your electric service, and much more. Rest assured, all work is guaranteed. Call today for your appointment, 480-503-1339. You can find them on the web at phoenixmetro.mrelectric.com. Remember, at Mr. Electric, we have the power to make things better. The following takes place between 9 a.m. and 10 a.m. All right, we are back. Nothing like a little Saturday morning with little McFadden and Whitehead from back in the day. Ain't no stopping us now, that's for sure, Dan. What do you think? Yep. <laughs> Ain't no stopping Dan, that's for sure. <laughs> no, I won't. No. No, no. It's like, you know, somebody said to me the other day, you know, like, as you know, and this is funny, and I guess it's just a matter of, 
the way certain people are. They talk about, you know, as you get older, you know, people, a lot of people, they start to slow down. They want to change their lives. They don't want to be in the hustle and bustle of what they were doing, you know, when they were younger. But then on the other hand, you got people like me and Dan and Kevin that just, you know, it seems that we're gaining speed as we're getting older, you know, and it's just like, you know, I, you know, I had this discussion the other day with someone and I said, look, I would rather go out in a blaze of glory, being able to know that I made a difference in people's lives than just crawling back into a house somewhere, put the fence around the house and just watch TV all day. You know, I mean, and and dream about what I used to do. You know, that just that that's just not me. I mean, I couldn't do that. Yeah, there's a, yeah, there's I've a already of, done three or four inspections since the incident. Yeah, so and I no, think that's that's pushing it pretty good. Yeah, I mean, you know, you and that drone have been doing pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> you definitely have to stay active. I've been reading some articles lately where the older you get, the more extreme type training you need. Extreme, like bicycling. Or I, I do the gym and I got a trainer and everything because the more active you are, the more you push yourself, the longer longevity, well, yeah. better your body will be overall and stuff. And I've seen we've seen it so many times people who are inactive, they just retire or whatever, and within a couple of years they're gone or or stroke or cancer or something there like right. that. And it's a well, you know, it, and, and it's not just it's everything. It's just not the you know we talk about body physically, but also. The mind, the oh, mind yeah, could, keep... the mind could just right. like go into a corner somewhere, and now all of a sudden it's just like, you know, if if you're quiet, you don't make it active. That's why I think, you know, some people. I mean, this is probably before, um, you know, we had access and had the internet as part of our daily lives, where people used to I mean what what's the th- only thing that could probably stimulate your mind before computers, when that was maybe, you know, reading the newspaper reading. or reading a book or something like that. But it wasn't as active as like you know you know going on and sharing stuff. I mean, you could read all day long on Facebook if you're reading stuff from your friends and stuff. But you're sharing their lives, they're sharing your lives, and you know you're you're active. You know that's why I think this year, 2016, is one of the years that you know is very interesting because people are going to be very active because it's political season. And people who have certain viewpoints, that's when they really come out of the woodwork and they really want to share their vision and what they feel and the way the country should be run. Whereas, you know, in between presidential years, you know, sometimes they may not come out for regular elections. So this year, you're going to be you're going to see a lot of people out there being very active in a lot of different ways. But I think you're right. You've got to get out. You've got to stay out. And all I want to do is, you know, for the rest of my life is just make a difference. And that's, Steve, you're saying about the brain going elsewhere. Yeah, mine did that a long time ago. Oh well, yeah, we that know. was before Perdue. No, yeah. just kidding. You know, uh, we're talking here about planning and getting cleaning up and and getting rid of stuff. But how much Sherry of your job is walking people back through the emotional? Because a lot of stuff we have we keep because it's it brings emotional. back good memories when kids were little and stuff like that. How much of what you do is helping people? Not necessarily get rid of, but either organize that or understanding what's what's to keep for the memories and what don't you need to keep. So normally when it comes to memorabilia, and like I said, we all have our areas, there are particular people who tend to be more in the feeling category versus a, a person who's strategic or more of a thinker. So I do have to address that a lot uh, when they have memorabilia or they're keeping 
an entire blanket or they're keeping boxfuls of things. Especially I find that when moms have children leaving home and I'm, I'm soon, we have one out of the nest, we still have another. Um, so it's just a matter of saying, okay, what do we need to collect? What is important to us? And what do we need to actually give on to our kids that they will start their own keepsake? Now, I, I encourage people, everybody, to have one keepsake box. Now, the size of that box sometimes varies, but I tell them they can have one box. If there were a fire and they needed to grab something that was important, they cannot grab 50 boxes of memorabilia. Right. You should have a grab-and-go box that has all your emergency information in it, deeds to your homes, your cars, your financial information. That should be in a steel-locked, fireproof box. And then you can have a box of memorabilia. So I would just tell you, I've, I've run into people that have very little of that, and I've run into people that have a lot. But what I tell them is you can have one box of things that are the most important to you then I encourage moms specifically to start them for their children, but every year on their birthday to go through those boxes because things will lose significance over time. So like with my daughter, you know, oh, well, that was a special something that this one girl gave me, but I don't even like her anymore. So, you know, now that moves out of the box, right? And so, and then things that were important to my son or whatever. So, I mean, this is something that I practice myself. Um, My daughter has... A larger box than my son has <laughs> so oh. she she keeps a lot more um, she's very sentimental about things very much like my aunt um, my aunt about uh, eight to ten years ago passed away and she was a borderline excessive accumulator so when she passed away and this is another thing I encourage people with when she passed away I had seven days to empty her entire estate plan a funeral and do all of the grieving on top of that. So I tell people, you don't want to leave the burden of having a lot of things to your children because it really robs you of a true grieving process. It was very delayed for me, and luckily because I am an organizer, I could deal with that in seven days. But I would tell you most people in general could not. So you have to be able to move things through quickly. The sad part about when my aunt passed away as she was our family historian. And for years, I kept trying to encourage her, write it down. You have all this information in your head. You've spent half of your lifetime researching our family. I gave her a scrapbook because I started out years ago being a scrapbook consultant for Creative Memories. And that's kind of how I got started in organizing. But I gave her a scrapbook and I said, please write this stuff down. Unfortunately, she never did. The book that I gave her was still empty, and all those memories went with her. So I tell people the most important thing about memories is writing the story. If that means you write it on your computer because you're computer savvy, and you do that, or you get a scrapbook, or you write it by hand, take a picture of an item that's important to you and write the story. It's not the item. The item means nothing if your it's children... It's the memory. Yeah, it's the yeah. memory that went with it. Yeah, yes. absolutely. You know, one thing... I want to share with everybody, you know, you, you brought up a very good point about memories, but what about personal information? I know in 2009, my mom passed away and my dad had passed away back in 1986. And I had said to her over the years, I said, you know, mom, you, and she chose to live by herself. I said, look, you know, I don't care who you, who you left what for. I just want to know that, you know, when the time comes, 
I want to be able to handle your possessions and the way you mm-hmm. wanted to. So please write down and, and tell me what's what, where's the insurance policy? Where's this? Where's that? What, right. who, you know, just so I can handle it. So I don't get overwhelmed by all this stuff. And I don't know. So she said, yeah, I'll write it down right now. But again, much like, much like your mom, just nothing, nothing right. was done. She passed away. And then we went on a fact finding mission just to try and find out what was wrong. We, her, we had to actually go to court to become uh, guardians to be able to go and handle her estate. Right. Not to mention that I think she must have been uh, an excessive accumulator because when we went through the house, my brother and I and the family, we went through. Uh, in, now, think about this. Now, Blade, you'll love this. Okay. 2009, I found underneath chairs in the living room. I found, you know, the the paper in New York is you know, a lot of them. There are a lot of papers in New York, but the newspaper that my mom used to get was the Daily News. Mm-hmm. We found daily newspapers that were dated back to when the Japanese bombed Pearl Harbor. And actually, wow. you, yeah, I mean, it was, items. I mean, yeah, I mean, <laughs> so now that's trash. a collection and, that wouldn't be trash. That would be a well, collection. yeah, I mean, you know, and it was like, it was unbelievable. And there was, you know, stuff with Eisenhower in it and all that stuff happened when I was, I mean, you know, I mean, stuff, that, uh, bombing of Pearl Harbor happened despite what Dan says sometimes that was way before my time. Oh, I <laughs> no, I don't know. That was way I before my time. I think you tried to time. enlist and you were too old no. to get in. <laughs> did she, did she have any newspapers from the Battle of Mesopotamia? Which was <laughs> that's a, <laughs> in the, uh, you know, you bring up age has a lot to do with it, in my opinion, too. You set it up. I know that I any, set it up. anyone can be an excessive accumulator, but for my mom, they grew up in the Depression. Right, and that's and, where and a majority yeah. of them a come lot of it. from. My mom, and she told me, she, she remembered when my grandmother died years ago. She and my aunt cleaned out. She had this cowboy locker thing that her car drove underneath. And she said they pulled out some old blankets. They were wool blankets. And she goes, I remembered where those came from. They grew up on a farm in western Kansas, very poor. The Red Cross came out and gave them different things, gave them these mm-hmm. blankets. They'd never been used. My grandmother hoarded stuff. And then my mom, when she died, my brother was going through stuff and pill bottles. And pill bottles with rubber bands and twist ties off of bread wrappers. Mm-hmm. For years, just bottles and bottles of that stuff that she just saved. And, and I think a lot of that came from when they were so poor. And you used everything back there. And everything you, exactly. you had, you made a use for. And I think a lot of that came out of the Depression and, and the times where people didn't have enough. And some of that gets passed on down where, you know, you try to grab onto as much as you can because you're not sure what tomorrow is going to bring. So some of that to me is it's not just that you want stuff. It's just that fear of not having something. Right. That, that fear yeah. of needing something or I, I'm going to need this somebody. And, there, you know, you talked about contractors. We have tools that we've maybe used once or twice on a job or whatever. To, you know, you look at w- workshops. So I think you can never have too many tools. But – I mean, some maybe you can, but there are certain things where if that's your trade or whatever, you may need an item once, but it right. saves you hours and hours of stuff. There, there's so many neat things out there. So I, I think a lot of it, too, is you, your job is you've got to look at, well, who is this person? You've got to know their right. personality. You've got to know who they right. are. Why are they doing this to be able to help them get through it? Much right. like, yeah, much like, much like I have to do. I have to be, besides being a general contractor, licensed, oh, I have to be a psychologist at the same time. I tell people when I'm designing stuff, 
I include marriage counseling, no extra charge. <laughs> because you, you've got to be able to wait through two people. Here's one desire, and here's, you know, the wife wants this, and I'm not saying anything about that. I think the wife should get whatever she wants, basically, because if she's happy, you're going to be happy. Most guys could care less what a kitchen or bathroom looks like as long as the toilet functions, they got a sink to shave right. in. We don't care. But, you know, then the husband's over here, well, I only want to spend this much money. So you got to get in and work a compromise. Well, what if we do this or this? Or what if you get this? At, at trade shows, I used to, you know, to get people in, I'd be out there and say, well, you know, hey, if you give her her um, new kitchen, she'll let you have a man cave. And you'd be surprised, you know, you get laughs. But the amount of people when they're just walking down the aisles, they'd come in and start talking to you because right. you you broke the ice. You realize there's an issue here. Both of them want something. It's not always the same thing. So how do yeah. you get to that common ground so that during the construction, you're you're you know, the, there's not this big battle going on. You know, Kevin's always just a wealth of information. All I've got to say is. <laughs> We're not <laughs> hey, it's, it's all from experience. I me. know. All Make, right. Making the mistakes. When we come back, we've got more words of wisdom from Kevin, Sherry, Dan, myself, and and Blade. I'm sure Blade's going to chime in here because we're going to get in talking about it. Say, what has he got stashed behind the sneeze guard? Don't go away. When you buy a car, you want to see that car's history, whether it's new or used. Why should buying a home be any different? DEC Inspections can provide you with the inspection you need to have peace of mind when purchasing your next home. Call today, 602-308-8722. That's 602-308-8722. Thinking about remodeling your kitchen or bathroom? Confused about which company to choose to supply and fabricate your new countertop? Let me make that choice simple for you. Papagno's Marble and Granite, a family-owned business and experts in their field, installing many types of products such as granite, marble, onyx, travertine, silestone, and much, much more. Their personalized service will help make sure that you have the right material choice for your next remodel. Their high-tech fabrication equipment on site will expedite the delivery and installation of your countertop. Give Papagno's a call today, 480-948-4282, or check them out on the web at papagnos.com. If you live in Arizona, you know two things to be true. One, that we are living the hottest days of the summer. And two, if you haven't had your home's cooling system checked this year, you run the risk of having it fail at the hottest time of the year. Hi, I'm Steve Dubell, telling you that the pros at Quality Systems need to be your choice to keep your house cool for the summer. I know I did. With nearly three decades of experience in the industry, Quality Systems' commitment is to provide every customer with the best possible in service. Don't wait. Call the pros at Quality Systems today for all your HVAC needs. 480-945-2665 or visit them on the web at qualitysystemsac.com. Most of us have our charity of choice that we give from the heart to support. Did you ever wonder, where does the money go? How much do I really know about the charity I support? Where can I go and learn more about these nonprofit organizations? Every Monday at 1 p.m., the Nonprofit Journal Live with DeSimila is your source for this information. Know the report before you support. Donate wisely, not just from the heart. Remember, Mondays at 1 p.m., the Nonprofit Journal Live with DeSimila on the Double White Network. This is Amber Sullins, Chief Meteorologist for ABC 15 News. Nightly, I update you with the most up-to-date and accurate forecasting of our Valley's weather. 
The most accurate and cutting-edge information for your home can be found here every Saturday morning with Steve Dubell and Image Home Improvement live on the Double Wide Network. All right, we are back, and here tuned to Image Home Improvement Live. You know, we were just talking during the break. One of our uh, listeners in uh, the beautiful state of Louisiana sent me a little link to show what people do with the leftover beads from Mardi Gras. Blade, look at this. That's on a tree. What they did was they took all the beads and hung it from a tree to decorate the tree. And obviously, it's not Christmas. It looks like it, uh, yeah, but it could yeah. be scarily. But like it could Christmas. be. It could be a Mardi Gras tree. Yeah, you know that could be, and that's one and thing. Easter's, you can hang eggs from there. You could, you yeah, can, you, you could, can kind of change the colors, make it red and green at Christmas, and green at Patrick's Day. You could kind of use that. that way you don't ever have to take the lights down. Yeah, <laughs> yeah and there's no electricity. There's no, in there. yeah, it's no electricity. No electricity, Dan. No, just bulbs. <laughs> that's it. Oh my God, that is just too funny. But uh, yeah, that's just amazing. Patty, thanks so much for sending that over. That's great. All right, so let's get back to our topic. Now, we want to get back into, doing, obviously, the steps that in your system are so important, which obviously stand for a great word. And when we're talking about organizing, it's called simplify. Right, because a lot of times for New Year's resolutions, I hear that from people. Um, I will tell you, this kind of becomes my busy part of season because people do have the goal to get organized. Uh, And typically I address that by, look, part of being organized is to simplify our lives. When things get out of balance and we have too much of something, uh, then we're actually spending more time maintaining things and we're getting overwhelmed. So I liked, I put together acrostic just basic with some basic steps for principles of getting organized. You can apply it to pretty much any area. But before I address that, I, I, there was one other comment that I wanted to bring up. When you guys, since this is a home improvement show, I do want to kind of throw out there for you home improvement listeners is that this is also a great opportunity to hire an organizer. We have several times stepped in and there are organizers that specialize with this as well. Um, I have done it as well. When people are getting ready to remodel, especially a kitchen or a bathroom, you kind of need to have a makeshift system as to how you're going to live during that time of your remodel. So an organizer can help you come in and set up some makeshift type of things to get you through that transition so that you can still have a somewhat functional kitchen if it's just planning crockpot meals or having a small griddle set off on the side, having some crates of containers of just um, easily accessible tools that you would need for the kitchen and be able to put your plates somewhere in a temporary cabinet or whatever so that you can still function um, as much as possible. A lot of people like to eat out, but after a while that gets really old and you want to kind of go back. And so a little bit of that pressure comes on. Can you guys finish the kitchen a little sooner? So if you're feeling that pressure, it's a great opportunity to call an organizer, have them come in. And even if it's just a consultation and kind of just walk you through that process, give you some ideas as to how you can kind of function during that period. So, yeah, that's very important. Yeah. Because, you know, I run across that. In fact, one time, um, Obviously, you know, some people, they, they, they freak out. Like one person that we did a kitchen remodel for is like, oh, my God, what am I going to do without a sink? 
mm-hmm. you know, when, for right. a couple of weeks. Well, you know, I can't, I can't change the laws of physics here. Right. You know, it's going to take so much time. Or the other thing, too, is like, oh, I don't have a kitchen. But we try and make do with what and try and help them get through it. They actually had a, a room off the kitchen that had a pool table in it. So what we did was we covered the pool table with a drop, with a drop cloth. They put a piece of ply, half-inch plywood on top, and she was able to sit like her, her portable microwave on there and right. toaster and other things. So we actually made her like a, a temporary right. mini kitchen. So she was able to at least function somehow so she didn't have to go out for every meal. Right. You know, and obviously the refrigerator was moved out of the kitchen into another area. But so, it, you know, it's, it's it, things like that. You've got to make sure that the contractor could, I mean, at least I look at it this way. If I can help them get through the transition a lot easier right. than just, you know, do my work and you have to fend for yourself kind of attitude, which some contractors do have, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to do I want I want to be their contractor for life and if I can help them get through it easier they're going to remember that. That's great. You know, so. Yeah. And so we're there for contractors too. If you're you are a contractor and you struggle with how can I help them through this, then maybe you have the organizer come in and you see how they walk them through with a couple of clients, once you kind of see that, then you already have those ideas in your head and it can easily be. You know, organizing isn't rocket science. I mean, you can easily follow and mimic a lot of things. It's just like I said, most people don't know where to start. Um, that's kind of my, my number one bullet point on this and simplify is that just people are stuck with the overwhelm of where to start. So they may have ideas. And, and like I said, even when you're going through remodeling, people don't realize how much that may really interrupt their lives. And if we have to set up a separate wash area, like sometimes they have a utility sink in the laundry room and we set that up. But again, it's like not until that part is removed. And I think in general, organizing people who have always lived a certain way don't really realize how much more maximized their life can be if they functioned a little bit differently. And my main focus in meeting and working with people is to make sure that I see how they're already functioning. I don't come in there with my own plan and my own details of this is my system and this is what you need to do. I look very much like Kevin had mentioned. I look at that person. I look at how they live. I ask them what their priorities are. When I do an initial consultation, I walk through the house with that person and I explain to them um, or I have them tell me what works and what doesn't. What works tells me what they like and what that gives me a, a guideline to mimic. And then what isn't working is what shows me what is the problem that I need to address in each area of the house. My particular specialty is working in the whole house because in the beginning, I found people would hire me just for a room, but very rarely was it just a problem with one room. It tended to be a problem with how they were using their whole space. Like as a contractor, you're looking at the whole picture of, yes, they want this one particular item, but how is that going to function in this particular way? So it's looking at it in a bigger picture. I find that my goal is to get people to um, not just live in their homes, but love them so that they come home and that's really their place of solitude. We have such stressful, busy lives to be able to come home and be able to relax in your home to have systems in place, to know where everything is, you know, and you should be able to know where everything is in your house. So that's where I I like to always 
move people towards. And like I said, I think all of us at some point need an organizer. Um, and I'll talk about that a little bit later in my steps, but that we can all move towards just a better a better process. Yep. So starting is usually the S is for start. And that's just that most people will call me and they're like, I know I need a change and we just don't know where to start. So that's where I have the conversation with them on the phone. And we kind of move from there. They're overwhelmed. Um, they don't like necessarily doing the organizing. They're like, I know I want to be organized, but I don't necessarily want to do that myself. So I kind of step in and help them with that process. Okay, we're going to go to break right now, and we're going to be back with more with Sherry from Totally Transformed. And we're going to totally transform your life to make it a better 2016. So stay tuned. Dan, do a little transforming and over by you. What do you think? Uh, yeah, I could use some of that. <laughs> okay, we'll be right back. Because we got boxes you know, everywhere. Honey, you know, honey, I'm sure glad we took Steve's advice and called CDC Pools to resurface our pool. You know, you're right. There are so many pool companies around, it was hard to choose the right one for our project. Yeah, CDC Pools has been here in the Valley since 1990. Did you know they do spas and decks as well? Yeah, I did. The great thing about their repair services, after inspecting our pool pump, they knew exactly what was wrong with it. It was time to replace it with a more energy-efficient unit. You know they have over 23 years of experience remodeling and resurfacing pools. So now I have peace of mind knowing our pool needs are in good hands. Now we can enjoy our backyard again. Speaking of enjoying, last one on the pool cooks dinner tonight. Let CDC Pools transform your tired-looking pool into a thing of beauty you can be proud of. Give them a call, 480-539-7700, or find them on the web at redoyourpool.com. Nice shot. Thanks. This room is awesome. Yeah, Debbie and I wanted a rec room, and with the way property values keep going, who can afford to buy a new place? Tell me about it. So we just had Steve over at Image Home Improvement and close the patio and make the shelf for the TV, so... So take your next shot. <laughs> right. What about your family room? Yeah, but the kids are always playing their video games and everyone watches TV in there. I wanted my own space, and I've always wanted a pool table. How'd you talk Debbie into it? She uses it more than I do. Cheryl and I love the outside. Do you think we could just get the patio screened in? Sure. Image Home Improvement just did the Johnson's house. They love it. No mosquitoes. Exactly. And Chris says they're enjoying their outside a lot more at night. You should do it. Just go to imagehomeimprovement.com. The name says it all. Steve came over, gave us an estimate, and, well, you see how it looks. Can't tell it wasn't here the whole time. Yep. Your shot. Image Home Improvement. Com. Add to your space. Enclose your patio. Go to imagehomeimprovement.com. If you live in Arizona, you know two things to be true. One, that we are living the hottest days of the summer. And two, if you haven't had your home's cooling system checked this year, you run the risk of having it fail at the hottest time of the year. Hi, I'm Steve Dubell, telling you that the pros at Quality Systems need to be your choice to keep your house cool for the summer. I know I did. With nearly three decades of experience in the industry, Quality Systems' commitment is to provide every customer with the best possible in service. Don't wait. Call the pros at Quality Systems today for all your HVAC needs. 480-945-2665 or visit them on the web at qualitysystemsac.com. Got this little uh, fixer-upper house I bought about five years ago, and uh, I haven't done anything to it like in five years, you know, so now it's like a little knocker-downer house. <laughs> I mean, even if I had the time, I'm not good with the tools. You know, Bob Vila, 
Remember that show? This old house? That guy could fix anything. I would watch that and go, oh, oh my God, you know, he's great. Now, if I had a show, if I had a show, it'd be called This Fat Check. <laughs> Hi, welcome to the show. I'll be writing out a big fat check to my contractor. <laughs> I'm still looking for that big fat check, you know, that would be nice. But no, seriously, you know, you have people like that because, you know, eventually, you know, much like what we're talking about, about organizing, sometimes, you know, people do need a, you know, serious, like, and they need to make a left turn, so to speak, because they're going down the wrong road and someone, you know, it's almost like an intervention, where you go in and talk to people. Have you ever had a phone call like that from a family member that said, hey, you need to go see mom because, you know, she needs some help? I have. But, again, I address that in a different way because I don't necessarily – a lot of times when you're getting calls from family members, those tend to be excessive accumulators. They think their life is normal. They don't see a problem in it. So the first question I will always address to them is, you know what, is your mom up to this? It, have you had a discussion with her? I'm not just going to show up. I have had somebody do that, and it did not turn out well. I wouldn't so think so. I had a husband, for a gift, give me as a gift, and his wife was totally offended. So I just, and I didn't know he didn't have a conversation what, what dummy with dummy would do that? I don't know, <laughs> but it didn't. He thought literally his heart was genuine. He thought really it would help her. But she was totally offended by that. And so I tell people, look, I'm happy to have a conversation with the person you're talking about. And I'll tell you after that conversation where I think they're at. There's certain ways that I can always tell. I pre-qualify most of my clients over the phone. I can have the conversation and know if they're ready. Um, Typically, wherever they're at, I can kind of gauge it. If I feel that they need help because they are excessive accumulators, I refer those out. But again, my main clientele are busy people. These are just people who have situations in their lives, sometimes is what we call situationally disorganized. They've had a baby. They've had an injury, as Dan, you know, your life's changed, right, Dan? Oh, yeah. You've had an injury. Got canes and walkers all over the place. And so (laughs) now your floor space needs to be clear and things. So sometimes it's just a situation that brings... Sometimes it's the birth of a baby. I mean, it's not always a negative thing, you know, or they have a parent move in, you know, that now needs care in their home, or they've taken on a border or whatever. Their house needs to function differently. So my job is to make sure people see that everybody needs an organizer at some point. I mean, there was kind of a a faux pas where it's like, oh gosh, like, can you take your stickers off your car or not part, you know, and those days are gone where now people are like, oh, I had the organizer over at my house. Oh, well, I want her to come to my house. So now it's kind of become a thing where, you know, it's, it's become part of our normal functioning because what we do is help people function better in their homes. It's not people, like I said, that the TV shows don't do us justice because that's a very small percentage of who we actually work with. So kind of getting back to this, the simplify mm-hmm. part is that I think the starting part is, like you said, it, it's more of an intervention of where they say, you know what, I know I want to be this, but I don't know how to get there. Right. And that's where my job comes in and saying, look, and I try to teach people as I'm going. And even if now I have two types of clients, I have clients I work with and I walk through the process with them just because it saves them a little more money. And then I have other people that say, I am just way too busy. I'm going to give you the keys to my house, and I need you to come take care of this for me. And 
I still am able to impart knowledge to them because what happens is I still have a very um, big conversation with them as far as how things will function to make sure they're happy with how I'm going to set things up. But a lot of times they come in and I just walk them through the process of what I did and they get that. Most people that I organize for have been organized at some point. They just kind of lost control somewhere along the way. So they're going, okay, things are out of hand. I really don't like living this way, and I need you to come in and just help me fix it. So I said, that that client will just give me the keys, and I go in there. But they don't want to necessarily do it. So that's why I'm saying the start thing is, look, if you don't want to start it yourself and you don't want to walk through the process, then you can also hire organizers that are hands-on organizers that will start the process for you because you'll never get the pro- the project done if you don't start right. Well, the other thing, so. the other thing too is if I could I could see you going in and you know they said look just fix it for me okay but then on the other hand too it's like well the person that helped create that situation quote if you want to say isn't fixed yet because. They haven't. They haven't realized that they need to change their their habits so that it doesn't happen all over again. Right, and so that's why I walk them through what it looks like in a new process. Because a lot of times it's not that people don't want to learn the process; they don't know what the process is. They don't. They've always lived a certain way, or they've always done something a certain way. And like I said, I, I try not to tweak. I try to take the habits they already have, and I just tweak them a little bit so that it works better for them, but they're more efficient. Sometimes the problem is just purging and they just haven't gotten rid of enough stuff. Now, when I'm doing hands-on organizing and they're not there, I leave piles of things that is their homework. Now, when they come home, before I come back for the next session, they need to go through that. So, like I said, the majority of people I'm working with, they are willing to do what it is I'm telling them to do because they have the desire to get back to being organized. Um, Most of their issue in the I part of this is to improve their process. So again, they just don't have processes in place. Um, you know, they walk in the door and like, especially kids after school, they're dropping their shoes, their backpacks, their things. There's not a process as to, okay, when your kids get home from school, you have them hang their backpack in this particular area. They take out their homework and they put it in this nice hanging file that's sitting over here on your countertop. So it's helping people create a process. I go into the house, I look at what they are already doing and then I kind of, I, basically, I containerize that. I put it in some kind of a, a form of process. Creating routines is, is key to getting people to fix that, that what they need to fix is to create a routine. The disorganization comes from them not having a regular standard routine. I mean, we, could, we should kind of be to the point where we kind of go a little bit on autopilot. When we come in, we set our keys here, we put our purse there, we do this thing over here, you know, we, we go and check our phone or we plug it in. It's creating a routine that helps people stay organized. But if their house is not organized to begin with and things are disarrayed, it doesn't matter what kind of processes you put into place. So you can kind of put the process, kind of the cart before the horse. That's where I come in and I set everything up for them. And now they're just maintaining the process. They're maintaining the the system. You know, one thing that uh, before we go to break, I want to share with you. There was a customer that we actually had um, done some work for that had water damage in their living room and their dining room area, okay? So we went over, and one of the things that I had told him to do, because I noticed 
when I first walked in, we, we were dealing with aisles between stuff going through the living room from the front door into the kitchen. And the kitchen was like the dump zone, we'll call it for now, right. because all the counters were filled with stuff and there was barely enough room, not to mention the dining room table only had enough room for, you know, maybe one person to sit down and the rest of the table was like stuff all over. I don't know how the kids ate. If I don't think they all ate at one time. Either they, either one ate there and the rest sat on the couch and ate. Right. But I was hoping that, because I had told her, I said, you got to get the insurance company into, you know, what they call pack in and pack out because I can't fix the ceiling with all this stuff right. here. So when they came in and they packed out, they packed out the whole living room and the dining room, but left the kitchen. And I had the kitchen ceilings attached to the dining room. Uh-huh. So I had to work around all this stuff. Not to mention it was it was a it was a, such a pain to put plastic over what was on the counter because it was like it was like Camelback Mountain. I mean it was highs and lows right. all over the place. Right. Not to mention going into the kitchen in the front sink, it, it transformed onto the floor. So there were bags all around the front doors of the cabinet. Right. So it was almost impossible to get in there, and it was like a really, a really chore to actually right. paint that one section once once the drywall guys got in there and, and did what they did. So it was um, it was a mess. But I was hoping that that would maybe motivate her. That hope when they put it back, that there was more organization and she threw some stuff away because mm-hmm. they had a container in her driveway. So I'm. Um, you know, there's going to be more work that we're going to be doing there probably later this year. Hopefully, I'm going to keep my fingers crossed that her house is a little more organized for her, just for her, but for her kids' sake. Right. Too. So, we're going to be right back with more with Sherry and uh, your phone calls right here on Image Home Improvement Live. Don't go away. In this high tech world of stock market trading, you need an edge to compete and grow. Here's Gabe Basur about how you can get that edge. It's called the Robotic Trader. The robotic trader, it's, it's fully automated. It, it starts in the morning at 9.30 for you automatically. It looks at 8,000 equity symbols in 22 seconds. It will execute the buy and the sell automatically. Take your profits, put it in your account, and it shuts itself off at 4 o'clock in the afternoon. Do what I did. Get the robotic trader and get your edge today. Call today, 623-271-2638, or find them on the web at robotictradingusa.com. Most of us have our charity of choice that we give from the heart to support. Did you ever wonder, where does the money go? How much do I really know about the charity I support? Where can I go and learn more about these nonprofit organizations? Every Monday at 1 p.m., the Nonprofit Journal Live with Dee Simula is your source for this information. Know the report before you support. Donate wisely, not just from the heart. Remember, Mondays at 1 p.m., the Nonprofit Journal Live with Dee Simula on the Double Wide Network. When you buy a car, you want to see that car's history, whether it's new or used. Why should buying a home be any different? DEC Inspections can provide you with the inspection you need to have peace of mind when purchasing your next home. Call today, 602-308-8722. That's 602-308-8722. Sometimes you start a project with great intentions, and then it keeps getting bigger, and nothing makes sense, and it grows out of control. So how do you get all the parts and pieces in sync together? 
fix it. Image Home Improvement. When it's time to call in a professional, go to imagehomeimprovement.com. Hi, I'm John Weisbart, co-host of FYI Network's hit TV show, Tiny House Nation. Now, people all over the country are downsizing, and tiny homes are all the big rage. But remember, even tiny homes need repairs, and left unattended, those tiny problems become big problems. Don't let that happen to you. Know what makes your home tick. Listen every week to Image Home Improvement Live, Saturday morning on the Double Wide Network. All right, we are back, and you are listening to Image Home Improvement Live, the 2016 New Year's Resolution Organizing Special, and we're here with uh, Sherry Drolet from Totally Transformed, and we are going through some of these points about her uh, S-I-M-P-L-I-F-Y, Simplify Method, and uh, let's get back to that because uh, time is short. So... um Basically, the I, again, is for improve. We're talking about processes, routines. Um, But I do want to address one other issue. Sometimes a lot of disorganization comes from poor time management. And I know you mentioned that earlier, Steve. So basically, this is part of where you need to set up a process and a routine. Uh, As many things as you can set up as being regular, like I mentioned before, kind of just setting yourself on autopilot, it helps you to kind of keep up with things. And I know people have busy, busy lives. And this is something that with technology, it's a lot easier. But even if you're not, is I'm a huge advocate of teaching people to calendar, what I call calendaring. That means every part of your life goes on a calendar. And that includes your personal and your business. Because where I find people kind of flaw in this is they tend to just put their work commitments and big commitments on there. But then the personal life and the personal things that are coming out there, you know, the date nights with their spouse, that, you know, the grocery shopping or time to repair something at home or whatever needs to be for maintenance, is that something that we need to make sure is on the big calendar, not just our work calendar, nine to five. The other issue is that people don't leave enough what we call white space. They book every hour like a doctor's office, and from 9 to 10 they do this, 10 to 11 they do that. And that, I, I am an advocate of teaching people to calendar block, meaning you block out sections of times for certain activities, and then you leave some time in between. Those are great because you could say, I don't have time for that because I'm doing nothing that time. That's right. And you right. do have to actually schedule in nothing time, especially for the clients. A lot of clients that I have are creatives. So what that means is they're not necessarily linear thinkers, which is what organizers are, is they tend to be people who are more creative and more global thinkers. So it's harder for them to scale down. But even me, I'm kind of equally left and right brained. So I have a creative part of me, which is why I do the design part. But I have to schedule nothing time because that's when I'm creative. When you're pressed and you're pushing every minute and you have every hour of the day scheduled, you become stressed, you become forgetful, you overlook things, um, you don't function at your highest capacity. Calendaring, and I do this... You know, you, if you're a paper person, that's fine. I remember Robert Keller did a whole thing. It, it, it 
Keller and Williams, and he he had a race with somebody to pull out his calendar, and he go, you know, he was making fun of somebody was making fun of him because he had just a regular day planner instead of on his phone, and he goes, well, let's have a race, and so he says, well, I can meet you on Wednesday at one o'clock, and the guy's pulling it up, and he's waiting for his calendar open, and he's scanning through all the things, you know, and Robert was able to pull his out right away, so. It doesn't necessarily have to be. If you're not a digital person, it doesn't matter. There's tons of online resources, you know, Google Calendar. There's um, Gibbity.com. There's Cozy.com, um, KeepAndShare.com, and Bliss.com. Those are and Bliss was actually created by a professional organizer. But they're online programs that help you block in things. Bliss even goes into the deepest details of going, okay, during this particular time, I'm I'm going to make some meals for the week and I'm going to freeze them ahead of time or whatever. And you can actually put that into your... That's why I'm advocate of calendar blocking because I actually fill up those blocks with my list of th- things to do. And even for your morning show this morning, I put all the information in my calendar so it travels with me and I just open that calendar block on my phone. So again, it's just... I color code everything so I can tell when my life is out of balance. It kind of becomes a dashboard for you so that I know that the green things are my personal time and then I know that the blue things are my work time. And I can tell when I have a lot of blue that the following week I need to put in some green. So it just helps me at a glance more on the creative side of just looking at my calendar as a whole. I can tell if I'm getting out of balance by what color is prominent on my calendar. You know, one thing, you know, and that's a very good point. I have to remember that because, um, like, for instance, this week there was a lot of – we. I had, to, I had to be very intense on a project because we had a deadline by Friday because there was an inspector coming from the insurance company. And that could, alone could be very stressful. But nevertheless, a lot of time had to be put into – the entire week with this project as well as a few other ones. Next week, we're going to be a little more flexible because we've got to go out. And even though it's still work, it's, the intensity level is not going to be less. the same. Plus, that's that's kind of like when if I go see a potential sponsor or something for the radio show or just go have coffee with a friend. Mm-hmm. And that's that's got to be done. And I, I agree with you 100%. Sometimes I think... Uh, I know I do, and I'm sure a lot of people do, is they lose uh, a sense of, well, you know, I need to do this, much like I always used to try, and now you've got me motivated. I'm going to have to do this again, 2006. I used to schedule at least one day a month to go play golf. Right. Because I needed to get away for four or five hours without the phone ringing. Right. And what everybody tugging at me for this or that and other thing, you know, hey, I'm unreachable. That's what voicemail's for. Right. I'll call you back later. Right. And use that to your advantage. And I don't care what your personality is. There are more people who tend to schedule themselves solid. Um, and that's fine. And there's people who tend to be more on the other side of that. But if you're on the other side of that, you need to intentionally schedule work time. If you're the one that likes to play all the time and you're not getting work done, you need to schedule that. But schedule an hour where you're doing something productive and then schedule another hour where you go have coffee with a friend. So whatever your personality is, you still lean towards that and make sure that you're staying in balance to that. What are your goals, your priorities, and make sure you're scheduling your personal time. Like I said, us having white space, that also means if the traffic is is backed up and we didn't schedule the time, don't schedule appointment 9 o'clock and 10 o'clock. 
schedule at 9 and 11 and give yourself the half hour in between to travel or whatever. Consider those things because people put all these things on their calendar and that becomes an issue. And then all of a sudden they're frustrated because it doesn't get done. If you pick three to five main things you need to accomplish for the day, that's fine. If you're more on the less active side, maybe three things are fine. For me, I do more like six to eight because I, I tend yeah. to enjoy that that business or right. the pace of right. that. But I also, when I schedule six to eight things, like Monday, Wednesday, Friday is when I schedule my heavy things. Tuesday and Thursday, I leave more fluid and more flexible. So. Right. Again, kind of find what works for you. If you just need one day a week where you totally shut down for the whole day, then schedule that day. If you need just a few hours in between. But calendaring is key, 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 especially people who like paper and there's paper out. And, and we talked about the sticky note thing. Yes. You know, it's that's not a good way to remind yourself. It's better to put it on a calendar because sticky notes become overwhelming. We're looking at all of them at once. Our mind's going all over the place. You know, multitasking is highly overrated. Yeah. We're not functional. We're not productive during those times. You're better to stay focused and do one thing from start to finish, take a break, and then move on to something else. It always produces more productivity right because sometimes you get you know what i found if you try and multitask too much then all of a sudden like say you're trying to do two things and you've got the tv on in the background okay what'll happen is you know first of all the tv will slow you down for starters and then at the same time to trying to do those multiple things and then getting sidetracked is is something that you know something happens you know maybe a family member walks in or something like that and and it slows you down. So something that would have taken you maybe an hour takes you two. Right. You know. So Dan, do you always do you uh, do you overbook yourself, or do you always leave time in between? Uh, nowadays, I have time in between, but before I overbooked myself. Yeah. Huh. Too yeah, much. and uh, traffic would always kill me. Oh. Between yep. jobs. Yep. Always. Always. Gotta, well, yeah. Got a plan for that. Uh, yeah, because we don't have a helicopter. <laughs> and we can't get, get to be beamed. Over. I was we gonna say get, we're waiting for the Star Trek thing to come. It's a coming reality, this right? year. Right. This year, beam ourselves over to wherever this we year. need to go. Well, you know, one of the other things too, obviously, that we haven't, we haven't, um, we haven't actually talked about it too much. Too, you know, one of the other things too is what are some ways that people, you know, take, you know, have that break for their personal life. It could be with your spouse. It could be golf. Could be anything. But Dan, you know, you know, Star Wars movie. The Star you go Wars watch movie. a Star Wars movie. Oh, that's right. Take your family. <laughs> take your family. I mean, how many the commercials are out where the father is taking the son to see Star Wars? Meaning, and when he was when he first he was a kid himself when he first saw the original Star Wars mm-hmm. way back in the day. So it's like you know you can have that quality time and still go do something that's nice, that's relaxful and enjoying. And as an organizer, that's one of my main goals is I use that as my motivational tool to tell people, what is it you really want to do with your time? Do you really want to stay in here and sort paperwork or do you want to go out and spend that time with your family? And that, again, becomes the tool where I, I can help them get those things done so they can do the things they want to do. So the other part is the M is for minimize. Um, and basically that's in what we call in the organizing world purging. And I kind of gave you my tip already as far as is new thing in, old thing out. If you just simply live by that one mantra, you will not need an organizer. I would always say you maybe need an organizer up front to kind of get everything, your whole house, your systems running. 
And then if you follow that rule, and that's what I leave every one of my clients is, okay, you will not need to see me. It is not my goal to come back once a month and keep helping you. That's not what I do. I come in, I get your house in order, and then I may not see those clients for two or three years. If I do see them again, it's usually because something's changed. There's a situation. They need another bedroom. They need to convert a guest room. They need to, they've started a new craft. They're working from home. Some situations happen and they need to rework the, the framework of how their house functions for them. But I never get repeat clients because my goal is, is to set up their house so it functions well for them, keep it that way, simply by following new rule. Uh, the one rule is new thing in, old thing out. Um, then you can keep this maintained. And I've gone back years later, and my clients still have those things in order. So an organizer is not something you have to hire for the next five years of your life. And, you know, and Steve, the, the people that you've mentioned that, you know, have all their services covered, again, those are excessive accumulators. There's an emotional thing going on. Um, those aren't the clients that I'm necessarily talking about. I'm talking about busy people every day that just want their lives to run um, more smoother. So minimizing is purging. And like I said, that's one of the main reasons why I think people do need organizers. Uh, the biggest reason I think that people um, struggle with organizing is that you're just failing to make decisions. And that's, again, an area where I can help them is that they're going, well, do I keep this or where does this go? Well, if I'm only using it this, I usually can offer them suggestions as far as that kind of stuff. Find things to motivate you to purge. A lot of times, another motivation I use to help people, and like I said, I don't start with that. We get their space to function. I set it all up so they can see how this works. And then the pile of things that are sitting over there, and I'll go, oh, by the way, these things don't fit. Um, let's figure out what we can do with them. I have ministries that I donate items to. There is someone that can use what you're not using. If you have excessive of something, there are people out there that don't have shoes. I give to a, a ministry called Open Arms, and it's for the working class poor. These people have jobs, but they have trouble making ends meet. I take clothes there. They have a food pantry there, um, the household items, House of Refuge um, out at the old ASU campus that used to be the military base, I think. And they actually take women who are coming off the street, usually with children that came from an abusive situation, and they put them in housing for two years. But they have nothing. So usually when I'm taking things from my clients, if it's house, housewares, I take it to them because these women have nothing. So again, there's somebody that could be using what you're... And a lot of times that's great motivation because people are like, well, I paid money for this. I invested time into this. I don't want to just go away. And even Goodwill recycles things, old socks and unmatched socks or socks with holes in them. Goodwill takes them because they sell fabric by the pound and make the microfiber rags. So everything there is reused. I do, I'm not a totally green organizer, but I am conscious of the environment. We try to make sure that we're recycling mostly everything that we use. Um, a lot of times clients can sell things or like I said, there's ministries. Find something dear to your house or dear to your, your heart as to what you want to give to, and that helps motivate as well. Um, there's another uh, program called uh, SAFE. It's um, stuffed animals for emergencies. And the police department and fire department keep them in the trunks of their cars for children that maybe had a parent that died or there was some kind of domestic thing, and they give these toys to the children to kind of distract them. So there's all kinds of programs, all kinds of great things out there 
for people to help motivate. Um, the next thing is, is basically, um, I mentioned before, situationally disorganized people, that life transitions is a main reason people use me, but also, again, health and sickness. So people get to a point where they had an injury or they had sickness and things get falling behind. They've had a child and that kind of thing. So they really do need help, just kind of that leg up. So, and then the next one is uh, for planning. So planning is basically, um, Benjamin Franklin's my favorite saying, he had actually a lot of organizing concepts even back then. So um, those who fail to plan, plan to fail. So important, Absolutely. important, important. You need to plan. You will never get any organizing project done. That, again, is where my specialty is, is I give people a whole house plan so that their space as a whole, sometimes you can address one area if it's just one area, but a lot of times it's connected. So I get people to flip their space their spaces. Maybe they need a playroom for the kid, but they have this nice formal dining room that never gets used. So I get them to think out of the box and say, look, this is your house. It needs to function for you. We need to make it not what the builder necessarily designed it for. If it can function as a playroom for this time and this season in your life, then we'll do that. And then when the kids get older, you'll go back to entertaining and you'll use it as, as a dining room. So I, I look at the whole house and I tell people this is the plan that will help your life run smoother and simplify your daily things. And again, most of the reason why people need an organizer is they fail to make a decision. All disorganization comes from lack of making decisions. You say, oh, I know I need to do something with this, but I don't know what for right now, and it gets set aside. It gets stuffed into a guest room or a closet, and basically it's delayed decisions. We're, we're putting that off. So what I do is I walk people through the process of, how can you more quickly make a decision? If I've set up their whole house and everything has a place, then it's easier for them to make those decisions. They're like, oh, I know exactly where to find that. Oh, I know exactly where that goes. And I encourage people to say, this becomes your new routine. Right. As soon as you get something, you go and take it to where it belongs. Sherry, how can our listeners contact you to, to get the help that they need? So they can contact me directly. Um, my phone number is 480 H-O-M-E, which is 4663. So you can call me directly. I'd love to have a conversation with you on the phone. I don't charge anything for our initial phone conversation. Um, I do always start all clients with a consultation. It's 90 minutes, and we do walk through your entire home. I ask you the two questions, what works and what doesn't. Um, and then we walk through your home, and then I actually write up a full written proposal explaining to them what I am suggesting to be done, and they can hire me usually in bulk pieces of time. And again, that's kind of something that the, the TV shows don't do well. You don't get organized in 30 minutes or 45 minutes on a show. An average job is anywhere from 10 to 15 hours. They can go to my website at totallytransformed.com, and there's pricing there. There's pictures, uh, portfolios, and so you can kind of just get an idea if you want to buy a package. The more time you buy with me, because my goal is to finish, the more time you buy with me, the lower my hourly rate is because I want to finish your project. There, there you go. Sherry, thanks so much for being awesome. here today. First time in studio, but not the last because I know we all need help from time to time. So um, if you are listening to the show and need help, make sure you contact her. Don't forget the website, totallytransformed.com. 
And Cherry, thanks so much. You're welcome. All right. Thank you. And Dan, thank you so much for checking in today. And uh, next week, man, we want you back in studio. So make it happen. Well, you betcha. I'll be there. All right. All right. And Blade, thanks so much. Thanks so much to Kevin Fulkerson from Cornerstone Design. And remember, if you ever, ever thought of not listening to this program, resistance is futile. We'll see you next week. (laughs) You're a great American. I love you.